This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. You got two sports clowns sitting right here, ladies and gentlemen, in front of you. So what that means is we're going to get right to our next guest because there'll be too many questions that will be abounding as Brock and I settle in. And with it being opening day NBA style, well, we're ready to go as it officially kicks off today. We're going to start by breaking down the Toronto Raptors and everything NBA. Anything that comes to our minds, we are going to cover right now with our friend of the show, Randy Urban of NBA TV. Welcome back, Randy. What's going on? You all set? Oh, yeah. I'm excited for tomorrow. Finally here. It's been a long off season, especially for uh, for the fans and people like me who work with the team. Is it? Um, well, I know we're going to talk about some of this stuff, but do you find yep. it a harder year to get your head into it? Or are you kind of excited? I, I feel for me, as much as people say, well, what's Darko going to do with the team? What's going to happen? Where are we going to place? I kind of get excited. Oh, there's a lot to be excited about. There's a different energy around the team this year, Kelly, than in in years past with, you know, Darko being a a first-year head coach. He is coming with a lot of energy. And so training camp has been a completely different vibe. Uh, Everybody's working hard. Everybody's smiling. There are people that are having a good time. And there's some really healthy competition going on. So I, I always get excited, right? It's just like the every year, and if you're a baseball fan, a basketball fan, a hockey fan, you feel the same. There's a sense of optimism. There's a sense of okay, well, maybe this year is the year that that things can get put together a, a, a little bit better or a different way, and and you fulfill and exceed some of the obligations or some of the expectations. For sure. Well, I, I'm kind of excited. Uh, Nick Nurse moves on. Uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in a moment or two. But I, I'm excited for the doors opening for some people to see some of the guys mm-hmm. that where people felt maybe Nick Nurse wasn't playing them. Um, I'm excited to see them, you know, how things develop where some people may feel, well, you're running Van Bleed out there as long as he's not injured. You know, how, how does that make room for others? So we're going to see some of that with him, of course, gone. Um, now yeah. we've lost that key player. How big is that to this team? Well, I think it's always big when you lose someone of Fred Van Bleet's stature um, and not big. He's not a big guy at all. And that's what I think is mm-hmm. so amazing about Fred was that, yeah. you know, he is not the fastest guy in the league. He is not the strongest guy in the league. He's not the quickest. He's not the tallest. He can't jump. And yet this guy is in the NBA and excelling and has been an all-star. Like those ingredients just do not happen in the NBA. So what Fred brought to the table was this sort of inspiration, this sort of, you know, bet on yourself. And obviously when you're that type of player and you make it to the NBA, you have to have strong leadership skills. And he had that. He had that where he went to college for four years and, and he had that as a Raptor. And so you do miss a guy like that, but you're not as much losing that you don't lose all of that when you bring someone else in and what the Raptors have done to bring in Dennis Schroeder to kind of fill that void. I think this is a great pickup. I I don't think, look, they're two different players completely. Uh, But Dennis is going to provide some leadership as well. He's 10 years in the NBA already, which is an amazing accomplishment for any metric. Uh, He can shoot the ball. He he can score uh, off the bounce. He plays with um, boundless energy. You know, mm-hmm. he's come in shape. He, he's he got a little bit more shake to his game. 
Um, I, I've seen a few more lob passes. So Dennis comes with, you know, a different vibe to his game. And, and you know, look, he's coming off a, a summer where he became a world champion. Oh, and he was the head yeah. of the snake for, for that team. So he's coming in with extreme confidence as well. He's, he's played on a number of teams up to this point. But for me personally, I've always liked his game. And I'm excited to see how he fits. Because, Kelly, he doesn't have to just be the point guard to have the ball. Dennis has played with other ball-dominant players, most notably LeBron James. So he knows how to just blend in, mesh with what they have. And so when you think about when you think about what they probably want to do with Scotty this year, which is have him have the ball a little bit more often, Dennis will have no problem fitting in in that scenario. And that I think that's the great thing. So yes, you lose something in Fred Van Vliet, but you're gaining something that you certainly you didn't have as well in Dennis Schroeder. I also don't necessarily feel it's fair to say, well, you're losing Fred Van Vliet. We all know the caliber to which he was. It's not fair to say, can somebody fill his exact shoes? That's not mm-hmm. fair. I think Dennis Schroeder comes in as a different person. We'll have some pros and cons, as you well point out. But it's not fair to say, are we replacing exactly what what Fred was? Because to me, that's not really possible in today's professional sports world. Yeah, it, it certainly isn't. And the other thing that I think fans need to to remember is that, look, you couldn't pay Fred Van Vliet what Houston was going to pay him, not with the way the team is structured now with who you are paying. So they're really, they were, really weren't left with any choice. This was Fred's decision to, to take that much money, and you can't blame him for that. But the Raptors just weren't in a position to sort of offer that type of contract. And I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't see any other scenario other than the way that it played out. So, you know, financially, it just makes sense the way it happened. And and also you're right. It, you you got to, people have to stop worrying about, you know, how do we exact have this exact replica as a replacement? No, that's not, that's not how life works. The NBA, if the NBA has shown anything is that it continues to go, like it just keeps moving on. And so, if it's not Fred, it's somebody else. And, and, and if it's not that somebody else, it's going to be another person. So that's just the nature of the business. That's the nature of basketball. Are there any other off-season moves that you could uh, tell us whether you like or dislike for the Toronto Raptors? Well, for one, I like the fact that they brought in Garrett Temple. Uh, Garrett Temple is somebody that I've had my eye on for the last number of seasons. I think he brings some professionalism to to his craft. Uh, he's a great defender. He can hit the three-point shot. And what I love about Garrett is his energy. He's so positive. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and he's a true pro. So wherever he sees where he can make an impact, if that's not playing, if that's playing, whatever it is, this guy is going to do it. And he has head coaching and coaching aspirations. So you know he's not going to be somebody that's going to sulk at the end of the bench if he's not playing. He's going to be somebody that brings up these young guys. He's going to be somebody that motivates them. He's going to be somebody that, you know, plays with, as an example to these people. And so whether he plays or not, this is a great guy, I think, to have on your roster to develop the other guys. And the other guy that I like that nobody really talks about that much is Jalen McDaniels. He comes from a great family. His brother is, is in the NBA, Jaden McDaniels for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is long. He is athletic. He can shoot it a little bit. This is the way the Raptors to me, seemingly are going to play, which is pushing the tempo, sharing the ball. This is going to create a lot of opportunities for a guy like Jalen McDaniels because he is just so athletic. 
And he and him running the floor is going to be scary for the opposing defenses. So I like that pickup too. Of course, he's not going to start, but he's going to be a contributor off the bench. What do you think about Nassai Najuri and company? Um, would you suggest they're on the hot seat? No, I, not even not even a little bit. And this is, you know, I see this in the comments sometimes uh, on on social media, and it kind of makes me laugh because. Well, it makes me laugh and it frustrates me because we're we're living in a in a society where if you don't have results like immediately every year, then you're on the block or you're you know on the hot seat, which is just so ridiculous. People spend their entire careers at the positions of of Masai and Bobby and never win. There is one team that wins every year. That's it. And when you look back at the last ten years, I think it's Toronto number two and state number one in the number of wins uh, for the franchise over those 10 year span. So this team has been successful. Obviously the, the expectations last year were higher and they didn't meet those. And so, you know, people start to question or not, whether or not we, we should have traded Fred or what we should have done mm -hmm. with OG or Pascal and all this kind of stuff. But you have to let that stuff play out. You can't just give players away just because the fan base says, oh, we won 42 games last year and lost in the play-in, then we should have been better. Yeah, that, you know how many other teams should have been better? 29 other teams, 28 other teams, one team won. Every other yeah. team wants to be better. That's, that's just how the way, way the NBA works. So I do not think that you know, people that have already been successful, like Masai and Bobby, that have already brought a championship, that have already brought in winning players year after year after year, like there's no reason why they should be on the hot seat. Like that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's silly to me because, you know, if I have a bad show, am I in the hot right. seat? You know, like that right. should be, like, that's, that's ridiculous. You know, I, sometimes yeah, you just have a does bad here. Day. They let me, they let me stay around all the time with bad well, shows or not. Well, hey, I um, wasn't going to say well, anything, but yeah. I know. No. I, what, what was the term? Uh, I resemble that remark. Talk about Darko. Uh, what are your feelings on this new new coach? Well, from from a from a former basketball player, not at a not at a, any level other than university, I would have loved to have played for a guy like Darko. This guy is all energy, all effort. Um, he's nice. But but he's also strict and he's fair, you know, and this is those are the types of guys that you want. You want somebody, a coach that's transparent. Hey, you're not doing this. This is why you're not playing right now. Hey, you're doing this. This is why you're playing. This is what I feel like this guy is. And he has just completely changed the energy in the building. When you walk into the practice court, there's a life there right now. I was just there the other day and I saw Malachi Flynn and, and, and Dennis Schroeder kind of playing a little shooting competition and Schroeder, you know, got the win and he literally sprinted around the whole gymnasium, just, you know, celebrating, but not in a <laughs> look at me type of way, just like a time trying to have fun. And, and, and because basketball is a game, obviously there's millions of dollars at stake. There's, there's lots of things, but you can't take the joy out of the game. And I think Darko mm. um, is doing that. He's bringing the joy back into basketball. And look, I think, this is a big point. We saw in the in the World Championships this summer that you don't just need stars in isolation to win games. You need team basketball, and that's what that's what Darko's bringing in. He's bringing in this mentality. Of course, yes, the ball is going to find the best player. Pascal's going to score. OG's going to score. All these guys. Scotty's going to be his hands on every possession. That's going to happen, and it will happen because you're sharing the ball properly, right? And then. So that's going to that's going to equate to wins. 
And so I think bringing in Darko, look, he was my favorite candidate that was mentioned out of the three. And he is not, he has delivered on everything that I thought he was. And I think the management is happy with that as well. And so I'm excited for this guy. It's a first time head coach um, in the NBA, but look, he is not a first time head coach. He's been a, a head coach since he was 16 years old. He has a degree in coaching. Nobody wow. I know in the NBA has a degree in coaching. This is just what, what he's done. That's, this was his preparation. He's been in the NBA at an assistant level for a number of years. And, and Kelly, I'll say this, guys, you can, you can spot a head coach. There's something about them, something about their demeanor, something about their, just the way they carry themselves. Their swagger, right? Confidence. Yeah. This guy is a head coach in the NBA. There's no question about it. And, and so I think the Raptors are in good hands. Did we lose that yeah. with nurse? Is that what kind of, uh, you know, just, I know I'm asking it's you to speculate. To yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I did notice that there weren't times where there were times where the team just wasn't playing for each other. And I don't know that that's always the coach's fault. The coach just no. seems to get the brunt of that. They become the fall guy. Look, these are, you know, you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, young with large sums of money and personalities and things like that. And, and everybody, I, I played basketball. There's people that, hey, I want the ball more. I want to do this more. Like, this is just an inevitable thing of basketball and it's not always the coach and it's just sometimes just the way things happen you know you don't go on a winning streak so then you lose a little more times than you're used to and then that creates a little bit of different energy and then you don't rebound as well from that so there's lots of factors that go into you know the situation playing out the way it did um so uh, it's hard to say um i know nick nurse is a good coach i think he's going to be successful in philadelphia so uh, I, I'm not a I'm not I'm not a coach blamer because I'm a coach myself. So right. yeah, <laughs> probably one. Yeah. The the number one thing that I see on all the conversations with Darko, it's not the fundamentals that leads the conversation. It's not the number of wins. Sure, that's what the ultimate goal is. But the number one thing I see is his relationship with his players. How do we as fans see that? What are we going to see when we think of relationship with fans? Like if that's the number one focus of all the networks that are, most of them anyways, mm-hmm. that I've seen, how do I as a fan look and say, that's how this looks on the court now? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. You know, with Darko coaching is relationships. You have to be a master at relating to people because everybody is going to need different motivational tools. Everybody's going to need different support. Um, So when I watch Darko coach, I see a guy that knows how to treat the collective the right way. And he knows how to treat each individual the way they need to be treated to maximize their potential and their output. This is a guy that's, you know, Look, he comes from Serbia. These 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 war torn countries. They have a different perspective on the way life is, and 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 so they're able to exude that sort of personality. They're able to exude that sort of perspective onto their players just by their background. And he does a wonderful job at that. And the few times that I've seen him coaching individual players, he relates to them, and he has such the, uh, an amazing energy, a genuine energy about him that even if you're trying to get X player to do some of the most basic thing, like just make a right-hand lamp, you know, 10 times in a row, you'll do it for him because he knows that he knows that, you know, that he's on your side and he's doing this for the betterment of the team and for the betterment of that person individually. And, 
he just has that energy. He just, and so yeah. from a fan's perspective, I think the fans are just going to love that part of him because, you know, the other show I work on is open gym and that documentary show. And, and for us in the summer with Darko, everything that we've wanted to do, he said yes to, he's, he's just been great. He's just opening the door to, Hey, this is, this is what we do here. We, we cover the team and he's like, great, great, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I think you're going to see a coach nice. that 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 fans are going to fall in love with for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to see how somebody like Malachi Flynn takes to that because I I felt so sorry for him at times of not getting those opportunities. I got about a minute here with you, Andy. Yeah. There are a few super teams out there right now: Milwaukee, Boston, Golden State. Are they our favorites going into the year, or what do you see? Who's your dark horse? Well, I think this year is really wide open. First of all, I will say Malachi Flynn looks great. He's making shots. He's bigger. He's stronger. I'm excited for Malachi Flynn. But going back to the super teams, I think you got to worry about Boston. I think you have to worry about Milwaukee. Uh, in the Western Conference, I really just think you have to worry about Denver and and um, the Clippers if they stay healthy, which is a huge if. Other than that, this season is wide open. I really believe that this season is wide open. I think Cleveland has some questions. I think the Knicks have some questions in the East. I think Miami kind of overachieved. I think that there's an opportunity for a lot of teams to make some real noise. Um, look, I'll say I'll end on this point. Every year we say, oh, this player just left this team and he's with, and he's with this team now. I can't believe it. It's over. The season's already decided. No, that player was in the NBA last year and that team didn't win. So it's not like every decision that every front office makes to get a better player that it's going to it's going to fall into place. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. They they were supposed to have the greatest team ever assembled. They didn't even win one single championship with Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. So it's another season that's going to be wide open. Of course you got the favorites, Milwaukee, Boston, Denver, you know, Golden State. I think they're a little old, but they're still considered a favorite. But you know, you just never know what's going to happen. No. Oh. No, the year-round entertainment of the NBA just keeps on turning. Thanks a lot, Randy. Yep. As usual, we'll do this again a little sooner, Nick, this time, maybe uh, as we get towards the, the trade deadline or something. Thanks, pal. I love it. Thanks for having me. Great show, people. Randy Urban of NBA TV. Do check out Open Gym. Catch his work over there on NBA TV, and we were previewing the upcoming NBA season. Brock and I will step aside for a couple of moments. When we return, we'll wrap up the show. He'll tell you a little bit about what's going on now with Dave Brown on their 9 a.m. program. We'll see what we've got for you. And I've got a closing moment. Hang out with us next. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.